Mem Aleph. Amud Aleph on the second line, continuing the mission on the previous Amud had uh, described this thing called the Birchas Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol who does all the Avoda on Yom Kippur. Uh, after he's finished all that, he would take out the Torah and he would read from it and, and he would say a uh, bracha afterwards. So on the second line of Mem Aleph, So he would read, now again, Achreimais is Vayikra Perek Tes Zayin, and Achba Asor is uh, Parshas Emor, a few Parshas later, in Vayikra Chaf Gimel, about seven prakim away. Ureminhi, but we have a snake source, so it seemed to indicate otherwise. By the way, in those days when they had Kriyasatara, uh, it seems like the way that it was done is... There would be a Balkor like we have. He would read a Pasuk, and then he would pause while a professional translator, a Metargame, would be Metargame the Pasuk into Aramaic. And then when he finished being Metargame the Pasuk, the reader would go back to reading the next Pasuk. And to go back and forth like that, uh, the spoken and understood language at the time uh, was Aramaic, and that's the language they translated into. Uramini. This snake source though, seems to indicate otherwise. It goes for all of five words, and it says, Medalgin bedavivein medalgin betaira. You can skip from place to place. In other words, you don't have to read in order in Navi, but not in Taira. Now, how could the Kongadal have skipped in Torah? Uh, Amar Abaye, circled Abaye, he's uh, number one. And then about five lines later, First word on the line is klal klal. Again, there's Abaye. I circled his name, and this is going to be then a second approach of Abaye. So the first approach of Abaye is Laikasha. Khan, the Tanaic source we just read one line ago, which says you don't skip when it comes to reading the Torah, is Bikadesh Yivsai Katorgaman. That is, if by the time the fellow translating the Pasuk into Aramaic is finished, if the Balkara is not at the spot yet where he has to start, that's wrong. Because to have that unnecessary, uncomfortable, long pause of silence during the Torah reading is improper. Kama, Khan, I squiggle under this Khan. However, our case is because where the Kohen Gadol is reading, he's able to uh, scroll ahead uh, six, seven chapters to get to the next place, so he'll be able to start right when the Torgaman finishes. Really? But with regard to the Meturgaman and what they do, we have another Tanaic source, goes for about two lines, and it seems, at least, the uh, implication of it is uh, in case otherwise. Says this Tanaic source, Medalgin ben Novi, Ve'ein Medalgin b'Tayra, which I think is the exact same price that we had before, but we're going to see a little bit more of it. So you could skip from place to place in Navi, uh, public Navi readings, but not in Torah. Ve'ad kama Medalgin, and it seems like even within Navi, how much are you allowed to scroll ahead or back? As long as uh, when the Torgaman is finished your American translation, there won't be that uncomfortable long pause of silence while you're still scrolling to get to the proper place in the Torah reading. Now, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Michlal, the implication is debitaira. The whole qualification of being able to skip was only within Navi. Sounds like in Torah, though, klal klal lo, you can't skip at all. Ella, so he's squiggling around the Ella, and we already have a circle to Baye here. A second explanation of Baye, he says, Loikasha, kan binyanechad, kan mishnein It makes a big difference what you're skipping ahead to. Is it the same topic that people were already listening to and focused on, or is it a different topic? And if it's a different topic, you can't skip it all in Torah. 
But if it's the same topic, you can. Vehatanya, as a support, we have the following four and a half line Tanaic source takes us to the two dots. Medalgan Betara Binyanechad. You can uh, scroll ahead in the Torah, a public Torah reading, as long as it's the same topic. Uben Navi. And when you're reading Navi, uh, publicly uh, for the uh, uh, Navi reading, Bishnein Yanim, even it goes from topic to topic. Vikan, Vikan, in both of those places where you're going to scroll ahead, Bekadeshal Yivsakaturgam. And it's got to be that when the guy who's giving the running translation, verse by verse, of the uh, so that you're reading, he's not going to finish and you're still going to be scrolling. You can't, though, actually skip from one Navi, let's say from, like, say, for Shmuel to another, like, say, for Malachim. However, in Trey Asar, which is the 12 minor prophets, which are, most of them are quite short, you would be able to skip from one to the next, in other words, Treyasar is viewed as one safer. One condition, though, you cannot skip from later in the safer to earlier. You have to go in order. That's the end of the Tanaic source. The Mishnah continued and said that the Kohen Gadol, who had uh, read uh, those two sections, uh, Vayikra Tazayin and Vayikra Chav Gimel. The Golas Atari would roll up the Torah, Menicha Bechekun, and hold it in his uh, in his chest, and he would say, "Well, actually, more than what is uh, what more than what I read to you is actually written in here." Vechol Kach Lama. Why does he have to say that uh, to them? Well, he wants to make sure that there's no suspicion of anything problematic. Shalilohi Silas, I'll say for Torah. So, if he didn't say that, you never know. Some person could think, "Wow." What's he reading? Maybe it didn't have this section. Maybe that's why he rolled it up. The mission continued and said, which is in the end of Sefer Bamidbar, Midbar chapter 29, where it lists off a bunch of the holidays. Asur is the 10th, meaning like the 10th. You read about the 10th of Tishra, which is Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur. He reads it, Alpeh. Okay, why Alpeh? Why not roll through? He's got a full Sefer Torah and read it from the Sefer Torah. Huh? The reason is because when you have all the people waiting, it was improper. It's just not done. You don't roll from place to place if it's going to cause the Tzibor to have to wait. Okay, well, why not just bring another Sefer Torah? Imagine most shuls have a number of Sefer Torah. You would think like the shul in the base of Migdash has. Valesi, why not bring a Sefer Torah? And we have uh, two ways to answer this. The first, I put number one above his name and underlined it, Rafuna Bar Yehudamar, Mishum Pegamai Shal Rishon. If you bring out another Sefer Torah, people might think, oh, it would be like uh, there's something wrong with the first Sefer Torah. There must be possible. And that's not true. Rishim and Lakish, who I underlined, he's number two, Amar Lefi She'en Mevarchin, Bracha She'en Atzricha. If you have to uh, bring a, another uh, Sefer Torah, you'd have to make a, another Bracha uh, when reading from it. And, um, that is a bracha that's not necessary, and we don't do that. Okay. Now, the first thing, in other words, that which Rav Hunabar Yehuda said, that we're afraid that people might say the Sefer Torah is puzzle. Really? If you bring a second Sefer Torah, they might think the first one's puzzle. Lumi chayshin lepigama? Question mark. Kama v'hamar b'yitzak nafcha on Hanukkah, which often corresponds with Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Tevis. It always corresponds with the Shabbos. It always corresponds with Tevis. Sometimes you have the same day. It's Shabbos morning, and so Rosh Chodesh Teves, and so to Hanukkah. Rosh Chodesh Teves, Shechal Yoyis B'Shabbos, maybe Sholosh Teres, you bring out three Sifrei Teres, Vekara Achas Minyan HaShiyoyim, one you read the Parsha Shavua, Vachas Shol Rosh Chodesh, and in another one, you have the reading of the Rosh Chodesh, Vachas B'Shol Hanukkah, and the other one of Hanukkah. So you see, there's no problem with numerous Sifrei Teres, no one's going to say the uh, earlier ones are puzzle. 
answers the Gemara, no, there's a difference. When you have those three Sifrei Torah, there are three different people getting three different aliyahs. Tlasa Gavri, but Tlasa Sifri. If it's three different people, three different Sfarim, Leka Pegama. There's no concern that people might say that there's something wrong with one of Sifrei Torah. However, Chad Gavri betray Sifri. If you have the same person, in this case, it's everything's done by the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. He's the one reading also. Everything that's being read, Ika Pegama, there is reason to believe that people might suspect there was something wrong with a earlier Sefer Torah if he reads from another one. The Mishnah said, Mubarak Shmona Brachais. Tanra Banan, we have a Braisa that goes till the next two dots, about two and a half lines. Mivarchen Al Hatira, underline Al Hatira, that's the Bracha Kadarash Mivarchen Bebeis Hakaneses, which is basically the normal bracha that you say on Torah after you read it. Also, al Ha'avid is essentially the bracha of Ritzay that we have in Shemun Esrei. Um, al Ha'ida is essentially the bracha of Modim that we have in Shemun Esrei. Of Al-Mechilas Avain, uh, that is essentially the bracha that we say in Shemun Esrei on, um, on Yom Kippur. That starts Ata Bechartanu and ends Baruch Hashem Melech Meichav Vesalech Lavanei Seinu Lavanos etc. That's what he says as his fourth bracha, and then Al Hamikdash Bifneatzman one for the base of Mikdash, Al Hakayhanim Bifneatzman one for the Kayhanim, Al Yisrael Bifneatzman one for the Jewish people, Val Yerushalayim Bifneatzman one for Yerushalayim. That's the end of the brisa. The Mishnah then had these uh, last two words, which was Hashar uh, Tfila or Ve'al Shar Tfila. What is that? Well, Tan Rabbanan, here's what it is. Um, Hashar, this is the, the last bracha that the Kohen Gadol will say. The rest is tefillah, techina, supplication, rina, uh, praise, bakasha, request. Shamcha Yisrael, shrichin, li vashav, for your people. Israel requires to be uh, saved or salvation. Vechayisim, and that bracha concludes with a shoimea tefillah. Mikan ve'elach, what would the people do the rest of Yom Kippur? Uh, maybe say for Torah, it seems like the people there would get the Sifrei Torah. Maybe they brought it Erev Yom Kippur and they had it already in the base of English compound. Maybe they held of the Erev or Yushalayim is a walled city. Different reasons, but they basically bring their uh, personal Sifrei Torahs from home and read from them. The Lama, what's going on here? Why are they doing this? So as to show the the appearance, the the beauty of their Sifrei Torah, which uh, follows along with the principle of Zek Keli Van Veyu, that we should glorify Hashem, uh, specifically by the mitzvahs that we have. And one of the things mentioned there is like a beautiful Sefer Torah. Uh, what better time to uh, uh, show these things to everyone than on Yom Kippur? Says the Mishnah, Parshas HaMelech the next thing in the list of things that had to be said in Hebrew and only Hebrew, Lashon HaKadosh, is Parshas HaMelech. So what is this Parshas HaMelech? Well, Motzi Yom Tov Arishain, Shel Chag, the Motzi Yom Tov, which would be the first day of Cholomoed, on Sukkot, Bishmini, I squiggle underline Bishmini, on the 8th, we'll see what that 8th, 8th of what? Motzi Shviyas, which sounds like it's the day, the uh, time after the Shemitah year. Oisin like bima shalates, they would build a special wooden stage in the Azara, v'hu yeshivaleha, and the king would sit up there, uh, Shanamar, uh, like the Pasuk says, and Dvarim describing this, it says, miket shevashanim, at the end of seven years, b'moyed, uh, etc. How does he get the Sefer Torah that he's going to read from? The Chazan HaKnesses, similar to what we saw 
and getting the Sefer Torah for the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur to read. Uh, the Chazan HaKnesses, the caretaker, no to the Sefer Torah, and also give it to the Rosh HaKnesses, who was sort of like the Gabbai, the Rosh Knesses, Naisa would give it to the Sagan, to the Vice Kohen Gadol. The Sagan, <coughs> the Vice Kohen Gadol, Naisa would give it to the Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Gadol, Naisa Lamelech, would give it to the king. The king would stand up and receive it. When he read, he was actually sitting now, near the end of the second base of Mignesh period, there was a king, King Agrippus. Agrippus Amelech Ahmad, he stood up, the Kibel, the Kara Ahmed, and he, he read uh, this part uh, actually standing. Um, and the uh, Rabbanan praised him for doing that. Ukashigia, when he got to one of the sections that he had to read for uh, the special part of Samelech, uh, Dvarim chapter 17, where the Pasuk indicates. Uh, you Jewish people cannot appoint upon yourselves like a king who is a foreigner. And uh, King Agrippus may have had a Jewish mother. It's not so clear. He definitely didn't have a, a Jewish father. His eyes began to tear up and tears came. Amruloi, the Rabbanan said to Agrippus, Al tisyare Agrippus, don't, don't like be afraid. Achenu ata, achenu ata. You is our brother. You's our brother. The Kura and what would be read by the king uh, once every seven years? Elahad Dvarim, starting from Dvarim chapter 1, Pasuk 1, Ad Shma until chapter 6, Pasuk 4, and then also Shma, which is uh, Perak 6, Psukim 4 to 9, and then skip ahead to Vayayim Shemaya, which is Perak Yud Aleph, Psukim Yud Gimel 2, Chaf Aleph, and then skip ahead to Aser Ta Aser, which is giving Maisris, only proper to read about that also, because this is the the season of uh, bounty and plenty, and it's proper for people to be giving uh, gifts to the poor. Uh, especially at the end of a long harvest uh, season. Uh, that is um, Dvarm Yudalid, Psukim 22 to 27. And then skip ahead, like way ahead, to Kisich Lelaser, another uh, section that talks about giving gifts to uh, to those that need it, uh, poor people. That would be Perechavva, um, Psukim 12 to 15. And then actually, uh, you go backwards a little bit, uh, the Parshas HaMelech, which is uh, Perak Yud Zayin, Psukim 14 to 20. And then you read the Brachs and Klolois, the uh, the king would read the Brachs and Klolois, which is Dvarim, all of Perak Chav Zayin and Chav Ches. Aunt Shikoyim, recall the Parsha until he finishes the whole thing. Kama. Now, after he read all that, what's his closing Bracha? Bracha Shikoyim Gadol, Mevarich Oisan, the same uh, Brachas, the same uh, eight or maybe nine Brachas that the Kohen Gadol said on every Yom Kippur when he read from the Torah, HaMelech Mevarich the king would say them, Ella, there would just be one uh, switch out instead of uh, Al, um, let's see, instead of Al, uh, which was the special one, number four, that the Kohen Gadol would say, uh, he would say, uh, Shall regalim tachas mechilas ha'avain, a special bracha for the fact that it was a um, holiday, basically sukkah, instead of mechilas ha'avain. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Now, the Mishnah had described this as taking place um, bishmini. In the concept of sukkah, that usually means shmini atzeres, which is that uh, holiday at the end of uh, the week of sukkah. So bishmini salkadaitach. We said in the Mishnah, it's a Motzi Yom Tov, so it can't be on the Shmini Atzeres. So, Ema, what we should understand the Mishnah of having met when it said Bishmini is Bishminis. Describing the year, the eighth year, is when this was done. Uh, 
Why do we need all these descriptions in the Pasuk of when it's to be done? We have, like it says, Miketz, and says Shnas Hashmita, and it says Bechak HaSukkis, and it says Bemoyed. What, what are each one of the descriptions coming to uh, inform us of? Well, Srihi, they're all necessary, and here we go through each one of them and see why we needed them. Dei squiggle, underline the word Dei Dei Kazrachon, and at the end... Havamina nimnu mehashta. I would have thought Moses is, spe- Moses is speaking to the Jewish people. They're about to go into the land of Israel shortly. Maybe start counting the seven years and then the eighth from that time. But we know that the Shemitah and Yovel cycle didn't start getting counted until the Jewish people went into Israel. Uh, fought for seven years and then divided up the land for seven years and then the count started. So that's why it tells you um, it has to be at Mikates. Um if it only would have written to me, Kate, even if it's not coming out on the year after a Shemitah, that's why it tells you it has to be Shemitah. And Shemitah, again, only started uh, year uh, 15 that the Jewish people went into uh, with Yoshua into the land of Israel. Why not then just write Shemitah? I would have thought, when is the king supposed to do this? At the end of the seventh year. Uh, like, I don't know, at the end of uh, Elul, have a ceremony. Therefore, Kasrachmana, that's why the Pasuk had to write the term Bemoed, which means, no, it's during the holiday. Now, which holiday? Because of just Bemoed, Havamin Mireishasa. Well, what's the first holiday of the year? Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, no, it's not Rosh Hashanah time, Kasrachmana Bechaga Sukkot. That's why they tell me Sukkot time, like, wait a couple weeks. V'i, I squiggle in line the word, V'i, V'i Kasrachmana Bechaga Sukkot. If it would have told me Sukkot time, Havamina Afilu Yom Tev Even the last day of Yom Tev of Sukkot, therefore Kasrachmana, that's why the Pasuk had to write the final description of when this takes place. Bevoi Kol Yisroel, when all the Jewish people come, Me'atchalta Demoyed, at the beginning of the holiday. Now, you're not going to do it on the first day of Yom Tov because they can't build uh, the stage. It doesn't push off Shabbos, doesn't push off uh, Yom Tov. You're also not going to do it the day before because you need all the room in the Azar that you can get, and therefore it's done the first day of Chol HaMoed. The mission continues, it said the Chazna Knesset, don't tell Sefer Torah, and also the Rosh Knesset. Oh, uh, we just had the Sukiya last off, uh, if you have the uh, very the lowest on the totem pole giving to the second lowest who's giving to the third lowest in the presence all this is of the king should we say should we conclude from here that even though there's a much greater person there you can give uh, honor to the uh, lesser one no since they're all there and it's going from the lowest to one above, to one above, and eventually to the king, it's all understood to be Lichvayda uh, Melech. Misha continues and says, The king would stand up and take it, and then sit down and read it. And he read it standing. Now, it says that he stood up to receive it. If he stood up, it must mean that he was sitting. Oh, well, one second, how could that be? Don't we know that uh, nobody's supposed to sit in the temple courtyard unless you are of Davidic, uh, Davidic uh, royal lineage, which uh, Grippus was not. Shanamar, like the Pasas says, David, David came, David's the only one who comes from David, but not Grippus. Well, the truth is, he wasn't in the inner Azara. Kedamar of Chista Ezras Nashim, he was outside that area in another place called the Azara, like the Ezras Nashim, Hachanami. Again, this is not the ladies' section, we call now Ezras Nashim. It's uh, where the uh, ladies used to 
um, congregate uh, before they added the balcony area for them to congregate. Hachanami, uh, so to here, where was King Agrippus? Be'ezras Noshim. And then it would have been okay for him to be uh, sitting. The bishop continues and says, V'shavchuhu Chachamim. And the Chachamim um, praised him for the fact that he read standing. Really? Shavchuhu? They praised him? Michal the shopper of it. That sounds like what he was doing was uh, good. The problem with that is, wasn't he being mocha on his covet? He should have sat back down. He's the king, Hamaravashi, Afilamandamar, even according to the opinion, there's a machlokas elsewhere, but even according to the opinion that says that a Nasi, when there was no longer a king in the Jewish people, the, so to speak, position was filled by a Nasi. It was a descendant of the house of David. Um, so even according to the opinion, it says that a Nasi, Shemachal Kfaida, who wants to be Michal on his honor, Kfaida Michal, he can do that. However, the real genuine thing, the Melech Shemachal al the king who does that, ain't Kvaydei Machal. His honor is, he can't, he, it's not his, his, his honor to be Michal. Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, it indicates, Saim Tasim Alecha Melech. Thou shalt surely place upon y'all, meaning like you Jewish people, a king, which we understand to mean, Shetehe Eimasei Alecha. His fear ye, like he's, he's the head honcho, that should be made clear. So how, or why would the Rabbanon be Mishabeach? Why would they praise Agrippus for doing what he did? Answers the Gemara, mitzvah, shiny. Okay, this seems to be that this was like directly mitzvah-related, and that might be different. So a regular sort of kavod issue, the king has no right to be Michael, but if it's mitzvah-related, it seems like uh, that would be okay. Ukushigia, when he got, part of the reading was to loisu chalaseis, you can't uh, put upon you, you Jewish people, uh, a king who's not from uh, uh, the proper uh, lineage. Tanamishmedi Reb Nassim, we have a brysa. The brysa goes for five lines in a word. Starts here. We know what the Rabbanan responded to him. The Rabbanan responded to him and said, uh, uh, don't worry, Agrippus, don't be afraid. Achenu ata, achenu ata. You're our brother, you're our brother. But Isa Shah says this, Brisa. At that time, Nishaivu Saini Yisrael Klia. Oh boy. The Saini uh, Yisrael here, uh, literally means haters of Israel, was actually the, the Rabbanan. The rabbis at that, for saying that, they were actually chayev to have been destroyed. Why? Shehechnifu Agrippus. They flattered Agrippus. It wasn't really true what they were saying, they were just flattering him. And that is a horrible thing for especially the leaders of the Jewish people to do. Amar Reb Shem ben Chalafta, Miyoyim Shegavar Egreifa Shel Chanufa, from the day that the, the strength, Egreif is literally like a fist of flattery came to uh, get the, no uh, pun here, uh, intended upper hand, nisavsu uh, hadinin, the dinin, or maybe it could be the girsa is nisavsu, uh, nisavsu, the dayanin, maybe it's the judges, either judges or judgments became uh, perverted, and niskalkalu hamasim, all of the deeds became uh, corrupted. Uh, why? Uh, because the great people who should really be the ones giving teichacha, they would see uh, different people uh, sinning and doing improper things, and they didn't rebuke them, um, basically because they were flattering. It was part of flattery. And no person was able to say to his colleague, um, Listen, like I know I'm not perfect either, but in this way, what I do is better than uh, the way you're behaving. Um, and that's really not good. That's the end of the Brisa. Darsh Rabbi Bar Ma'arava, 
from out west, Vitema, and some say it was. I underlined here Rabbi Shimon ben Fuzzy. He's the first of two approaches we're going to have over here. Mutula hachnef l'rishayim. I squeal it on the rishayim. That's actually permissible to flatter uh, the wicked people. Ba'olamaz in this world, shenemar, like the pasuk in Isaiah indicates that there will come a time in the future, lo yikarei oid lenaval nadiv, where you won't have to call the vile one generous. Ule chilai lo yeyamar shua, and lechilai, which um, Rashi understands to mean mit'aved, like a very lustful person, you won't have to call him shua, like, ooh, a noble person. That's in the future, though. Michal de Boilam sounds like in this world, at this time, Sharia would be permissible, not recommended, not ideal, and if you don't have to, you don't have to, but it actually uh, it would be understandable Baha'i Alma in this world. Roshim and Lakish, who's a number two, and I actually half boxed him, Roshim and Lakish, Amar Mehacha. Here's another passage that brings out this uh, concept that it is permissible to um, be machnif, to flatter Roshim. Uh, you have Yaakov meets up with Esav, and he says, oh, Seeing you is like seeing like an angel, and you have accepted me. Okay, that's the Reish Lakish approach. However, Upliga, that Reish Lakish approach is in contradistinction to Rebbe Levi. I half box Rebbe Levi. What does Rebbe Levi say? Dama Rebbe Levi. Actually, when Yaakov said that to Esav, there was something else going on. Mashal shall Yankov Esav the Madavardim. What can you compare it to? Well, La Adam, if you have a person Shazimin as Chavera, he invites his friend to Hikir Boy and he realizes, Oh my, the person I just invited in, he is planning to kill me. Amar Loi. So, uh, they're together, he brings him in, and they're eating, and uh, he says, Oh, Tom Tavshil Zeshani Toyim. Oh, this here uh, dish, I mean, these hot dogs, or this steak that I'm eating right now, uh, tastes just like the uh, steak that I had when I was in the royal palace the other day. Hmm. Now, the guest, who had wanted to bump the host off, Amar figures himself, oh, one second here, this guy's like, in the royal palace, he must be in tight with the uh, royalty, with the ruling authorities. Yada le Malka, the king knows him. And then, quite likely, he would decide uh, that um, I better not try to murder him because he'll come after me. Mystify, I'm afraid. And uh, that's similar to what Yaakov Avin was saying to Esav. Oh, look at this. You have that angelic look about you. And Esav thinks to himself, ooh, uh, Yaakov Avin is like in tight with the angels and all those spiritual forces. Uh, maybe I won't kill him. Kama. Put number one in the margin. Three lines later, in the middle of the line is Rebbe Lazar. I underlined him again, put a number two in the margin. Three lines below that is Rebbe Lazar. Another underline, a number three in the margin. Two lines later, uh, a little bit later in the line is Rebbe Lazar again with a number four in the margin. On Membeis Amud Aleph, two, four, six, let's see, two, four, six lines down in the middle of the line is Rebbe Lazar. He gets underlined with a number five in the margin. And three lines after that, last words in the line of Rebbe Lezer, underlined with a number six in the margin. Six members of Rebbe Lezer to bring us to the end of the seventh parak. So here's the first. Amar Rebbe Lezer. Uh, they all have to do with uh, flattery, and none of them are very flattering. Um, basically, we're not for flattery. Flattery is a really bad thing. Sometimes it may possibly be acceptable, uh, but 
Says Rebbe Lazar, Now there's a difference between a person who does Chanufa and who has in him Chanufa. If you have to do Chanufa, then you do it and you hold your nose and you get it done. But that it's become part and parcel of him, this concept of flattering others, brings divine wrath to the world. Shanemar, Pasukin Eoiv says, V'chan uh, Yasimuov, those who have the fl- uh, heart that flatters, uh, place divine wrath. That's the pasuk. Not only that, his prayers are not heard. Shneemar, like the pasuk says, Lo Yeshavu Ki Asaram. A little bit of a hard reading there, like uh, many pasukim in Eiv. Rashi says that means Kishiyavayu Aleim Yisurim. The Asarim is Lashon Yisurim. When uh, trials and tribulations come to the person. Uh, Rashi says, Lo ye'ilem sho'eh, that like crying out or praying to Hashem will not be of benefit. Now, interestingly enough, here the Gemara brings the simen, simen, number one, af, number two, oiver, number three, gehenem, number four, biyadoi, number five, nid, number six, gola. Those correspond to the six numbers that we did. It's basically the six memras of Rebel Lazar, um, each one a, uh, a word that you could uh, use to remember the memra. So here's the second one, the second one we called oiver. Vam Rebel Lazar, underline his name, kol adam sheish by chanufa, afilu the ubrin, shebemei iman, that would be uber, uh, the fetuses, even the fetuses in their uh, mother's wombs, Mikalinoi say they curse that fellow. Shanemar, like the Pasuk says, Oimer uh, Lerosha Tzadigata, one who says to the wicked, Oh, you're such a good person. Yekavu Amim, nations will uh, curse him. Yizaamuhu Leumim, and Leumim will have like a, a wrathful relationship towards the person. Now, I translated as Yekavu, curse, the Ein Kaivela Klala, it refers to a curse. Shanemar, like it says um, in Bamidbar, Loi Kaboi Kel, that's a curse in that context. Vein Leoim, the Yizaamuhu Leumim, What's the line referring to? Ela Obrin, uh, unborn uh, children, uh, children in their mother's womb. Shanemar, like when uh, Rivka uh, went and uh, was told, one will be mightier than the other. They were still the unborn babies in her womb. Kam of Amr Abelazar, underline his name, called him Sheish by Chanufa, Neufel Begehenim will fall into purgatory. Shanemar, hoi, whoa, haimrim lera. Those who say evil, oh, that's good, or good, yeah, oh, that's evil. Maxi Vachrav, what's written after that, right after that in the Psukim? Well, Lachain, behold, Ke'echoil Kash Lashain Eish, Vechashash Lahava Yirpe. Ke'oichel Kash Lashain Eish, like a tongue of fire uh, consumes uh, straw. And like a chashash, which is a very dry foliage, lahava yirpe will be absolutely pulverized by the flame. Valmar Rebbe Lazar, we underline his name. This is the fourth member of his. Kol hamachnif. Now there's a, a girsa uh, change that changes from chavera uh, to rasha. Anyone who uh, flatters somebody who's clearly wicked, saif neifel in the end, will actually fall to that person. Vimeinu neifel biyado, if he doesn't fall to him, neifel biyad banav, he'll fall to one of his sons. Vimeinu neifel biyad banav, neifel biyad ben benoi, he'll fall to one of his grandsons. And here we have an unbelievable uh, um, support for this idea. Shanemar in Jeremiah, um, you have Yirmiyahu with a uh, somebody named Hanania who was not a good uh, prophet. It might have been one that was a good prophet, but Yirmiyahu said to Hanania, I double on Hanania. Now, Hanania had given a prophecy that um, the uh, original uh, Gullus that took place in uh, Yehuda 
was going to, they were going to return the king and bring the things back. And that was basically a false prophecy. So the response that Yirmiyahu had to Hanania when he heard that was, Oh, Amen. Kenya Sashem, Yakam Hashem is Varecha. Uh, yeah, Hashem should do it. He should fulfill your words. Now he knew that Hanani was saying it as a prophecy, and he knew the prophecy was false. And what he should have said is basically, you're a liar, but he didn't say that. Uksiv, and the uh, Pasuk says uh, a little bit later there in Sefer Yirmiyahu, that Vayihu Bishar Binyamin, Yirmiyahu was uh, in the uh, gateways of uh, Binyamin, Visham Bal Pekidois, there was an official there, Ushmai, Yariya ben Shalemya ben, oh, look at this, Hananya. It was Uriah, the son of Shalemya, in other words, Hananya's grandson. He grabbed and arrested Yirmiyahu and Novi, Lamor, with some false claim, hey, a rabbi, you're trying to go in with the enemy, you're deserting to the Chaldeans. And Yirmiyahu responded, Sheker, that's a lie, that's not true. I'm not a defector, Elakazdim. Uksiv, and it says uh, right after that, Vayitbais uh, Yirmiyahu. Uh, they basically took him, they arrested him, they brought him in, Vayavi'ehu al Hasarim, and brought him into the uh, ministers there, and he was basically tortured and thrown into the slammer. Um, that's the Pasuk. Vamar Abelazar, we underline his name, this is the fifth of his memories, Kol Eida, any congregation, Sheshbach Hanufa. So again, a congregation that a group of people that has to at times maybe be nachnif uh, to this or that situation, fine. But if they have ingrained in their very being this concept of flattery, meusa kanida, they're as disgusting as a woman who's a nida. Shanamar, like the Pasuk says in Iyav, uh ki adas chanaf galmud, for a gathering, that's a group of people that are flatterers, galmud. Now, what's galmud? She came to overseas. Or in the uh, islands overseas, Karin Lanida, they refer to a woman who is a menstruator, the Nida, as a Galmuda. Hmm, what's the etymology of the word Galmuda? My Galmuda? Well, it's a combination of the words Gemula da Mibala. This one is separated from her husband. A woman who's a Nida is not uh, physically allowed to be with her husband. Kamavam Rebelazar, we underline his name. This would be the sixth and last member of Rebelazar. If there's a uh, congregation of people, a group of people that has Hanufa, Lasaif, Goyla, in the end, they will have to go into exile. It says over here, Ki Adas Chanaf Galmu, that's the same Pasuk we had a few lines ago. Uksiv Hasam says elsewhere, Ve'amartz Bilvaveich, and you'll say in your heart, Mi Yala who gave birth to these for me? Ve'ani, for I am. Shekula without children, Vigalmuda, and then we see right next to Galmuda is Gola, exiled, Vesura, and wandering around. Kama. To conclude the parak, Arbakitois, there are four uh, categories of people. A uh, person certainly doesn't want to be in one of these categories. Ein Makbilois or Mekablois Pneshrina, who do not have the ability to receive the divine presence. Uh, kas leitzim, kas chanifim, kas shakranim, and kas mesapilashin hara. The group of people who are scoffers, flatterers, liars, and lashin hara sayers. All of them seem to have uh, major issues with the way they speak. Anyway, uh, Colin will go over each one and bring the pasuk. Kas leitzanim, I underline kas leitzanim dechsiv. We have a pasuk in Hoshea, it says, Mashach yadai. He withdrew his hand, the divine hand, from the scoffers. Kaschanifim, I underline, there's another Pasuk uh, in Eoiv, it says, uh, 
for not before him, with a capital H, before the Lord, will flattery come. Kas uh, Shakran, my underline Kas Shakran, I'm using the Girsa that's brought on the uh, outside margin. The Kas Shakran in the group of liars, Dixiv, Diver Shakarim, those who speak lies, Lo ye kain they will not, maybe a nigh, they will not be established uh, in front of my eyes. And finally, I underline here the Kas Mesapila Shahara, Dixiv, Pasuk says, Kilo Resha Ata, for you are not a God who desires evil. Lo Yagurcha Ra, there will not be able to live with you. Evil, and nothing can be more evil or Ra than Lashon Ha Ra, it's actually in the name. Tzadik Hashem, for you are righteous, O Lord. Lo Yagur Bemagurcha Ra, unable to uh, live in the same place as you, is Ra or Lashon Ha Ra. Hadranalach. Eluna Emarin.